So if someone Googles benefits of adopting a dog and you send them to your homepage, Google can tell that you're not answering the question and it, it will suppress your ad. There's lots of content that can be created that relates to the things people are searching for, which is then perfect to advertise. You're on a mission and you just need more people to know about it. And whether you're brand new to marketing or a seasoned pro, we are all looking for answers to make marketing decisions with purpose. I'm Monica Pitts, a techie, crafty business owner, mom, and aerial dancer who solves communication challenges through technology. This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. Hello, and welcome to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts, and I'm your host and the lucky lady who gets to interview our guest today. Now, before we jump into the interview, I have a favor to ask. Will you review this podcast wherever you're listening, whether it's on Spotify or Amazon Music or iTunes? See, our goal is to help more nonprofits just like you have less stressful and more successful marketing so that they can do more of their good work and make our world a better place. But I can't help them until I meet them. And so your review can actually help me change that. When you leave a review, it helps this podcast show up when people are looking for answers to the problems that the podcast is meant to help them solve. So if you are a nonprofit marketing with purpose fan already and you haven't reviewed the podcast, or if this is your first time and you learn a thing or two, leave a review so we can connect with more awesome nonprofits just like you. Thank you so much in advance. Now let's get to business. Hello everybody and welcome to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. I am super excited to have Grant Tenzel with me today and he's going to talk to us about Google Ads grants. And I think it's really ironic that I'm talking to Grant about grants. <laughs> There's no way around it. Yeah. Dustin from birth. It's so awesome. So I have so many people that ask me about Google ads grants. And it's because we're a, we're a web design firm. And so they assume that we do everything and we do a small amount of Google ads management, but the Google ads grant is not like, it's not quite the same as having a traditional uh, Google ads client. Like that is not, not my perception all. of it. And it's so, so, true. so I have not done anything short of read all the documentation about it. So that way I can have an intelligent conversation. Um, but I do not, I don't know it intimately like you do. So I'm so excited for you to tell everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. No, we love it. Yeah. And it's so different from normal. We called them paid ads um, within Google's universe. And um, anyway, it makes it very interesting and very fun. Yes. So um People ask me all kinds of different questions about them. Everything from how do I get it to, okay, I've got it. What do I do with it now? How do I keep it? And, and it is, it is so different to advise on it than for a traditional paid ad because of the different stipulations. So why don't we start off first by you telling us about your awesomeness and nonprofit megaphone, and then um, and then we'll explain what Google Ads grants are and the whole ball of wax. So you start off. Tell me totally. That. 
No, it sounds great. So Nonprofit Megaphone, we are a digital marketing agency that just works with nonprofits and just helps them with the Google Ad Grant. We do nothing else. You know, I can't even spell Facebook and um, (laughs) here we are. So we have 45 people on the team and we support about 430 something nonprofits by managing their Google Grant for them. And that's all we do. So it's very fun. That is awesome. So how long have you guys been doing this? Uh, About five and a half years now. That's cool. And so what brought you to that point? Like, why did you start doing it? I, I mean, I, so I joke that it's my name, but I, I didn't actually even realize that until three years in, which is funny, but um, <laughs> I don't know how, but um, I learned about the Google grant years before we started. And I thought it was really cool. I didn't know very much about it, but it just seemed like a very powerful opportunity. And I'm always on the lookout for levers. So things where you can put in some effort, but get like a really disproportionate positive impact. And this seemed like this has got to be the lever of all levers. And so we emailed something like 300 nonprofits and surveyed them and said, have you heard of the Google ad grant? And are you using it? And 75% said either, no, we've not heard of it or we're not using it. And then the second question was, if you could reach more people who were searching in Google for what your organization does, would that be impactful? And they all said, yes, it'd be very impactful. And so we figured, okay, there, there's a market opportunity. Like there's a disconnect here that, that someone needs to help bridge. So, And do you just focus on a certain type of nonprofit? Because I know that some people who do the Google ads grant just do it for like, say churches, because I can imagine that there are different parameters with each organization, right? So do you work with just any organization or do you focus on specific types? We do it with any, any nonprofit that's eligible. Um, and you're totally right that there's a lot to be learned from similar types of organizations. And so that's why that's part of the reason we focused is because most marketing agencies say, yeah, we do it. And we have five organizations that we do it with. They're all different. And so we're not, we're not like truly expert in it or in any of their particular verticals. And so now when someone comes to us, we always have clients that are similar to them, maybe in a a different geography that, you know, we kind of know what they're about and we know how to translate that into Google ad grant execution. I love this plan because we about, was it? It was when I had Aveline. So it was when, so Aveline's almost seven. It's my daughter. And we sat, everybody came into my basement. Like the whole company came to my basement. We all sat around this whiteboard and we did this activity where we mapped out our clients and their values. And then we put them into buckets, what have you, like more like silos. They were in parallel universes on this whiteboard. And then we were like, you know what? Those people in commercial construction and those people in nonprofit, Mm they have the same values as us and they're great to work with. And so we want to work with them. And so from there moving forward, we really focused on those two different audiences. And from a web design standpoint, it makes it pretty awesome because I'm like, okay, you're a nonprofit. You're going to need this functionality in your website. And guess what I've already done? I've already built it. Like, a hundred times. And so then I can start focusing on how do I make it even better for the end user? How do I make it even better for the administrator <laughs> like, and solve all those problems? And you speak their language. <sighs> so you guys are smart in that, like focusing in, it really does make life easier for everyone. Oh my gosh. So much easier and better for everyone. Yes. So tell everybody about what the Google ads grant is because 
some people might not know. Absolutely. Yeah. So the Google grant in a nutshell gives any 501c3 that's not a hospital or a school $10,000 a month to spend on ads in Google search. And this goes on forever. As long as you continue following the rules, it's $10,000 over and over again until you know, the heat death of the universe, which is great. And um, it allows you to then take that money and use it to run ads in Google search. So the example I always use is that if you're a humane society, someone Googles adopt a dog, your ad can show up right at the top of the Google search results page. People can click on the ad, come to the adopt a dog page on your website, and then hopefully adopt a dog. And so it lets you reach people in the moment that they're expressing interest in what you do and taking them to your website. And it's not always easy to rank organically for all the terms for everything that you do. I feel like the nonprofits are so, they need to go out and do their work. They don't have time to do all these other crazy digital strategies to just show up. So the Google ads grant is like this magical thing that puts you at the top. (laughs) Exactly. It's like the magic cheat code for SEO, basically. And it's not, it's not, it isn't SEO, it's paid, but you're not paying for it. So that's wonderful. I know. I want that for my company, but I can't have it. Totally. So that feels like a ton of money. Like $10,000 is actually a ton of money to run with Google ads. I don't have any Google ads clients who spend $10,000 a month. So, and maybe I'm small fry, but I'm just saying it's a lot of money. So you're getting a lot of money, but like, I know that there's some stipulations that come with that budget. So what can organizations expect from using the grant to run Google ads? Are they going to be spending $10,000 every single month? Like what kind of, Results do they see usually? That's such a good question. It depends on two main things. One is the geographic area that your organization serves. So if you serve one relatively small town, you will not spend, I will just tell you, you will guarantee to not spend all $10,000 because you can reach every single person in the town who Googles anything related to what you do every single time. And, you know, maybe that only costs $2,000 a month. And so, and that's wonderful. You're reaching hundred percent of your audience and it doesn't matter. It's just monopoly money at the end of the day. So you want to reach the people. Um, if you're global, you probably will get much closer to spending it because there's so many people looking for what you do. The other component. So the first component is geography. The second component is content. So Google is really smart and it knows if what the person searched for and what you are advertising on your website is a match. So if someone Googles benefits of adopting a dog and you send them to your homepage, Google can tell that you're not answering the question and it it will suppress your ad. And so you will not show your ad as much. And so that's the big thing we work through with nonprofits and why we love, (laughs) we love it when they have folks like you that are helping with their websites is that the, there's lots of content that can be created that relates to the things people are searching for, which is then perfect to advertise with the ad grant. So those are the two main components. And we always suggest that they have a page for each one of their services and talk about them separately and share the stories. And, and so, hey, that actually comes in handy because then you don't have to go back to your web designer and ask them to make you more landing pages. Well, you might, but um, you'd be less likely to have to do that if you actually Absolutely. Yeah. And having an individual page for each service, we, you know, you're preaching to the choir. We love that. It's so helpful for the ad grant. Well, and for the people who are going to be like learning about you. Right. So, um, who's a good candidate for a Google ad grant? I mean, are there like certain types of organizations that it works better for? 
Absolutely. So if you're a hospital or a school, you're out of luck, unfortunately, because you're not eligible unless you have a 501c3 foundation, which is another story. But um, organizations that are trying to reach a lot of people for any reason. So if you are an advocacy organization, you're trying to get a message out to a lot of people, this is fantastic. Um, or organizations that a lot of people are searching for. So basically every animal nonprofit we've ever worked with does really well because just a lot of people care about animals. Anything environmental does really well. Anything where you're um, international does really well. There's just a lot of people if you're targeting multiple countries. Uh -huh. um, and then also anything where more people learning about you also drives the nonprofit's economic engine. So if you're a YMCA, you know, more people knowing about you will eventually drive your economic engine. Um, if you're a zoo, if you are a performing arts organization, um, anything like that, it's, it's a perfect fit. Um, and I mean, we have like 50 case studies on our website, so you can, there's lots of other organizations that it works really well for, but those are two big examples. I like, my brain wants to go down this minutia rabbit hole with you so bad right now. I'm like, but what do you keyword? And the thing, bleh. okay. So I'm not going to do that though, because that is obnoxious, but I, from what I understand, I do know that the words that you're trying to show up for in your ads have to be pretty closely related to what you do. So if there's someone who, like, there's a lot of advocacy organizations and I mean other organizations who might oh, have a thrift store, for example. And um, so they want to show up when people search for thrift stores near me or thrift stores in Columbia, Missouri. Now that thrift store is not necessarily tied to the mission of their organization, but it does raise funds. So in that way it is, can you run ads for like that thrift store or is that not allowed? Totally. You absolutely can. As long as it's part of your, so if it's a separate for-profit, you can't, but if it's part of your nonprofit entity and it's generating funds to support your mission, absolutely. Um, Google asks that you have, and most nonprofits have this anyway, some kind of annual report or something that shares about how, you know, the money that we make at the thrift store supports these nonprofit programs that we offer. Um, but I mean, we have a client um, that is a, um, it's like a fair trade e-commerce nonprofit. And so mm -hmm. they have artisans in a variety of countries who make really cool stuff. It's called the little market. Oh. And um, that's all they use the ad grant for is to bring people to the website to buy these products, which directly support their mission. It's very cool um, and absolutely allowable with the Google grant. That's so fun. I'm so glad because I was like, I don't really know. I actually had someone who sat down with me and asked me that exact question. They're like, so we have this thrift store. Can we run ads for it? And I'm like, I have no idea. I really don't know because they, it's a kind of a gray area in the um, documentation when you're reading through all the weird Google wording stuff that feels like lawyers speak. Yes. <laughs> so um, if I wanted to get the grant, how long does it take me to get approved? Is it pretty quick? Is it, and then the next question that I have though, is, is it hard to fill it out? Is it time consuming? I will give you our experience. So we've helped like 500 or so organizations over the years do it. It takes us on average, like three weeks to fully go through the process. We have a full-time person. She's awesome. Her name is Laura, whose whole job is just ushering people through the process. She's Hi, a saint. Got out. Uh, Laura. <laughs> um, the things that sometimes delay the process are if um, there's like a weird issue. So the process is your 501c3, 
you get a Google for nonprofits account, which is free. And to do that, you have to have a TechSoup verification token. TechSoup's an organization that verifies your nonprofit status. Mm-hmm. Most organizations have that, but they may have forgotten who created the account back in the day. And that can sometimes <laughs> lead to delays um, as that's figured out. And then once you have a Google for nonprofits account, you just get your website ready. So you install Google analytics, you set up conversion tracking, you make sure everything's ready to go. And then you submit that account to Google for approval for the ad grant. And then it typically gets approved and you're off to the races. So it's not a terribly complicated process. And if people like they have all the permissions they need and they can just do it, you know, we've done it in two days. Um, But I would, I would plan for a month just to be conservative. And do you help them through that process? We do it. You have your, yep, Laura. (laughs) We say, yeah, you just, Laura, you know, Laura points you, says, okay, you know, invite me to this. And then she runs with it. The lady Laura shall guide you through this setup process. I think Laura's Um, done it for more. I think she's gotten the Google grant for more people than anyone else in the world, which is hilarious. She's extremely extremely equipped have you like entered her into like the guinness book of world records or no something but we like should actually that would be fun it would be really cool you could get like a plaque that goes on your wall I or on that. laura's wall it'll be on laura's wall definitely not my yeah. wall yeah because she's she's the lady um so i know that a lot of nonprofits are always looking to cut corners and i am not doing this as like a sales pitch for your organization but I know that they're like, oh, I'm going to get this and I'm going to manage it on my own. And so often I look at them and I'm like, I don't know if this is a good idea because I've sat through weeks worth of AdWords training and it is not awesome. <laughs> it can get really, really confusing and convoluted very fast. Um, and there's so many different methodologies on how to set it up. So I have to ask you, like, in your opinion, do you suggest that people just try it on their own? Like, and what happens if you try it on your own and fail? Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, back in 2018, the rules uh, multiplied. There were more rules starting in 2018 for um, what are called the compliance guidelines that you have to follow to maintain the Google grant. So you have to maintain a 5% click-through rate. Um, you have to follow all these different rules, mission-based keywords, which we were kind of talking about before. Um, the, um, as a result of that, it is the Google grant has become more effective because it forces you to follow best practices, but also more difficult to keep up with. The rules periodically change and it can be frustrating. I'd say that at this point, probably 60% of our new clients are organizations that have the grant, have been managing it, and who now want to pull their hair out and are just like, take it away. Um, and the other 40% haven't had it before and are starting new. So um, it's certainly doable. It's just time consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, when we hire people to manage the Google grant for clients, we train them full time for three months nothing but training just on how to do it. Um, And then they have ongoing training forever. Um, So uh, it's definitely doable. Um, It just requires a lot of time figuring it all out. We would highly recommend not giving it to an intern um, because what will happen is the intern will get it approved like right at the end of the summer or the period and then nothing will happen and then you'll forget who the login is tied to 
and then the grant will get suspended because you have to be doing things with it and it'll get deactivated if you don't do anything. And then it'll be a big problem for Laura. So, <laughs> so, so don't do it. You could just have Laura start you off and then it would be okay. <laughs> that would be my recommendation, but I'm biased. The time thing is, is so real. And I feel like, yeah, it, I don't manage my own Google ads anymore, nor my own Facebook ads anymore. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't be equipped to understand what good means or what success means from doing these activities. I feel like that's one of the things that we're always trying to equip our nonprofit leaders and marketers to be able to do is be like, hey, this seems like it's working, but that doesn't mean that you have to know how to do it. <laughs> you know? Totally. Um, I don't do my own accounting. Like I would be, I used to, I was bad at it. It was a bad idea. Oh yeah. I, if it's not in a spreadsheet, we have issues. Um, so, um, so then do you, so do you have an idea, but so clearly we're pushing the idea of outsourcing this. So what's a good parameter for people to think about of costs if they were thinking about doing this and having someone manage it for them. Yeah. I will give you our, you know, I know our stuff better than obviously anyone else's. Mm -hmm. We charge 600 bucks a month or people can do it um, on a discounted, you, you like sign up for a year and you get two months for free. Um, so there's that option too. And that includes everything. So all the setup, all the conversion tracking, all management of the grant, it's designed for people who say this Google grant thing is really cool. I have these goals, you know, I want to, I want to accomplish X, make that happen. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk to you every other month on a phone call to hear how it's going. And I want to get email updates, but I don't want to be like digging through the depths of Google ads. So we're not perfect for everyone, but that's how we approach it. I think that's great. So tell me about some of the types of results that you would see initially, because that's one thing that led us to even consider doing any type of online advertising management for our clients ever. And like I said, we don't do anything with the ad grant because we would look over their website data and we'd be like, so everything that's coming in from Google ads has like a 99% bounce rate and a 0.0 second time on site. I'm like, what are you like? I hope you're not spending a bunch of money on this because this is, people are not doing the right thing. So what types of, um, like, what do people see? Like increased web traffic and then like, you know, tell me about it. I want to Totally. Know. Yeah. Well, yeah. What does it look like? Yeah. The, the example that you're describing, I, um, I'm curious if that was pre 2018 because that those were the problems that Google put all the rules in. Cause you used to be able to basically you're like, you offer scholarships to, uh, kids playing tennis and you used to be able to use the keyword tennis, which would show up when someone searches tennis racket. And it would just be completely, and people would click on your link by accident and it would just be completely useless. So that's why the compliance rules exist. Um, but yes, I'd say that um, you have a really good sense of how things are going within the first three to six months. You probably, you know, you probably don't on day one. It takes some time to build up. Um, but typically the things that people see are obviously increased web traffic. Mm -hmm. That's that is, that is what it is. Um, so it's impossible not to have that. But then what, what I would look at if I was in a nonprofit's shoes are what are those people actually doing once they arrive at the website? Are they signing up for an email newsletter? Are they filling out forms? Are they watching videos? Um, I, 
I would suspect that they're probably not donating, honestly, because they just mm-hmm. learned about you and they're probably yeah. not, you know, immediately whipping out their credit card. Sometimes they do, but typically they don't. Um, and then figure out how, how you can drive more of those actions. That's what our whole, that's the reason we exist. It's like, let's get a baseline. Let's see how many people we can bring to the website and what they do. And then how can we increase those numbers each month? Um, and it's different for each organization. If you're, you know, if you're a performing arts organization in a post COVID world, you're probably most interested in ticket sales, people buying tickets. So, you know, that would be the main focus. We have membership organizations focused on getting new members, um, animal organizations focused on driving adoptions or volunteers and so forth. Um, and obviously varies a lot, but that's, that's what I would focus on. When you guys set it up for them, you help them set it up so that way it tracks correctly. Correct. And you actually have to. You have to set up conversion tracking that tracks meaningful actions that people can take on the website so that you know, you know, any of these people sign up to volunteer or, you know, what happened? One of the things we find too is on our clients that are like um, service clients. So they're providing like HVAC repair or plumbing or something like that. We see an increase in traffic to their website, but we also see a lot of people that are just clicking on a phone number and calling them right from that ad. And that's always interesting to explain to them. And they always want to know, well, like, is that just on the ad? Is it on the website? Like what's going on here? So I can imagine that one thing for a nonprofit who is likely to be called, they would look at phone calls as well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you can track it on the website. You can use the call extension, as you described, in the ad, um, which is always confusing because it's a different phone number. It's a forwarding phone number. So people will say like, oh, the, my phone number in the ad is wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But it's because Google's forwarding it, so they can track it. Anyway, yes, absolutely. That'd be a perfect conversion example. Um, and then, hmm, any benchmarks that you think that people should be looking at? Let's say that they have the Google grant right now. And they, I mean, maybe they're awesome. And they like look at this data and they kind of geek out about it. Like maybe you or I do. (laughs) um, What, what would you say would be some either where you, you feel like they should be hitting on some of their data or maybe some indicators that there might be trouble that maybe they need to consider handing it off. Yeah. I would look at the click through, right? which is often abbreviated CTR and it's the percentage of people that click on an ad as opposed to the percentage of people that saw it. So if hundred people see it and five people click, you'd have a CTR of 5%. You have to maintain a CTR of at least 5%. And so if you're like 5.01%, um, you don't want it to go below 5%. So that would be potentially an issue. Whereas if you're at like 12%, then you're doing great in terms of serving really relevant ads and really relevant keywords. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's the quality piece. The next thing I look at is how many people are clicking on your ads and coming to your website. If it's like 10 a month, then you are probably underutilizing the capacity that the Google grant offers, but who knows? Um, Maybe you only serve 10 people. That's fine. Um, No judgment. And um, then I would look at the conversions. I would look at, A, are we tracking the things that we actually care about? For 99% of the clients that we start working with, they're not yet tracking it, which is fine, but that's, that's like really important. And then if the tracking is in place, I'd look at, are those things happening? You know, how many people are filling out the forms or downloading the things we want them to download? 
That's awesome. And I would say like on the website side of things, I would look and see the people that come in. Are they just going to that one page? If they do, are they converting? Because if they're only going to one page, me, I really hope they're converting. But ultimately, if they're converting, you're probably sending them to a success page. So they should always be going to two. Um, and so I would look at that and I would look at how long they're hanging out on the site to make sure that you're giving them enough content, maybe not too much content. And I would also probably look at where else they might be going because you can look at that in your Google Analytics too. Sometimes you just don't have a good clear path for them to take the next step. So they got here, the next question, did you make it obvious where to go or did you like just straight up not have it? Like there's not even a link to get to the next step. Just think about what that journey would be and making sure that we're going from point A to point B to C and, and getting them there. And it, what's funny is my Google ads guy that um, works for me, he's always like, you're always looking at the websites. And I'm like, yeah, yep, uh-huh, because I do websites. So it's, they got to behave well on the websites or else I don't think the ads are working. <laughs> totally. They only see the ad for like a second and then they spend the rest of their time on the website. So. I know. It's like, well, if there's not a conversion there, that one second visit is pretty much craptastic doesn't, in my opinion. Doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so one question is if they don't meet the criteria, if they don't have that 5% click through rate, if there's not enough activity on the account, if you don't have conversions set up or maybe conversions stop working, like what happens to your account? You will get a warning. Typically you should get a warning. Sometimes, sometimes they don't. And then your account will get suspended or deactivated. And so there'll be an ugly red bar over the top that'll say like, you'll get an email that says your account was deactivated for not being in compliance with the uh, Google Ad Grants policies. Sometimes actually this happens for no reason. Um, and so <laughs> anyway, which is too bad. We love the Google Ad Grants team is so nice. And the, anyway, this is very rare, but sometimes it does happen. Um, and then, so you have to like, you then have to get in contact with them. You have to figure out what the problem was. You have to fix the problem. You have to promise not to do it again. And then uh, typically it, it takes a little while and then your account can be reactivated, um, which is good. It's just time consuming. But if you work with a company like yours, you do those steps for them? 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's so funny. So we're, we're what's called Google Ad Grants certified professionals. So we're mm -hmm. whatever. We talk to Google all the time. In theory, our accounts never should get suspended because they know that we're following all the rules, but sometimes they're system errors, which one of which we dealt with recently that was too bad. But anyway, it got resolved very quickly and all is well. And yes, we totally take care of it and it's great. And um, yeah. And anyway, and we love the Google Grants team. They're so talented and uh, it's fantastic. So it is one of the few times that, so people always are like, well, Google keeps calling me. And I'm like, yeah, that's not Google. Those are um, liars. And you should just not answer the phone because unless your company is like grants company, Google does not call you <laughs> like hardly ever. I remember my first day that I got an actual phone call from Google. It was like a Google ads rep who wanted to call about this one account and see, like give us some suggestions for it. And I was like, Google is it. on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> it was so awesome. <laughs> so everybody out there, Google's calling you. That's not Google. They call people like Grant. They don't call everyone else like us normal people they're not calling yeah. 
<laughs> so true. And if you get an email from, it's like Greg at AdWords. There's some guy who's has an email at AdWordsHelp.com, which is the old name. It used to be called AdWords like five years ago. Now it's called yeah. Google Ads. So if you see someone using the word AdWords, they're not actually from Google because that's not what it's called anymore. So. I keep using the words interchangeably. I do too. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, well, when I started, it was this and now it's this. And so I get confused and my brain just mm-hmm. says all the words and uses them interchangeably. It's fine. Yeah. It's just fine. <laughs> um, so one um, other question that I have, actually, I just have two more questions for you. So the one is that, you know, all those ads that you see on all the other websites, the display network ads. So the, the Google and out on apps and stuff the Google ads grant does not work for those, correct? Or does it now? It does not. Unfortunately, it does not. Um, it is just the ads in Google search itself. So not on any other websites. Gotcha. So just had to clarify, it's not all of the Googles and the ads. It's just the ones out on the search network. But that's those are really important. Those people are ready to buy right now. And so they're kind of the people that you want to be in front of because they're making a decision. The other people, you are like leading them into making a decision. So... It's a different thing. Totally. You know what they're thinking about. You know what they're literally most interested in at that second versus with the display network. It's just people that might be, you know, doing something unrelated. So actually I lied. I have two questions. So all the boards with the words on the back um, of in your room, are they, yes. tell me about these. These are awesome. <laughs> like I love seeing, like I have, you can't see them over here, but I've got these glass boards all around this room that have words all over them. What are on your boards? That's awesome. Yeah. So they're whiteboards. I have another one over here with sticky notes on it. And, um, this is when I, so I used to work from a co-working space. Um, I live in Chicago where used to work downtown, then COVID hits now working from home. So this is previously a bedroom now an office and, uh, we ordered one whiteboard and Amazon delivered six. So <laughs> we have whiteboards everywhere now. It's beautiful, <laughs> but it's very nice. I have another one here that you can't see all over the place. So you use them. Do you use like another management software too to like keep everything straight with your team or are you all like whiteboarding and slacking everything? <laughs> we use Slack and we use Asana, which we love as our project management tool. I have heard of Asana and it's supposed to be really cool. It's very nice. So my very last question, I know that people are probably interested in finding some more resources and like learning more about um, the Google ad grants. So where should they go to look for them? I know you guys have a lot on your website, so you might, Maybe send them there. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we have a lot on our website, so which is nonprofitmegaphone.com and or you can Google it, nonprofit megaphone. And lots of stuff. There's like 50 case studies, which could be helpful. Try and find an organization that's similar to yours and get a sense for you know what they do. We also have a resource at um nonprofitmegaphone.com slash guide. It will download a Word doc <laughs> that is a guide. It's like 20 pages long to the Google ad grant and very detailed. Um, so that's a great resource. Um, and then we have a blog on the website as well, nonprofitmegaphone.com slash blog, where we post lots of stuff. Do you have like an email newsletter? We do have an email newsletter, oh. yes, which you can sign up for from the blog. That is great. Uh, that was a great uh, layup there. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> I, uh, resource as well. And you guys must have some type of like social presence. We do, yes. So Facebook um, and Instagram are the two primary ones. And I technically LinkedIn too, but- Is it at Nonprofit Megaphone? 
Those are the types of questions that I should know. If you put it in, yeah, it'll show up. Something like that. It'll (laughs) be great. NP megaphone, but yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for answering all of my fun questions here. I really enjoyed kind of geeking out over this. This was fun. (laughs) Absolutely. No, thanks so much for having me. I love it. And I mean, just so everybody knows, like I love all things online, but I do not do ad grants. (laughs) So I'm so glad to have found an expert who was willing to educate everybody about all of the ins and outs of it. So, I mean, it sounds like they're for everybody. Hop on over, (laughs) apply. (laughs) So thank you very much. Thank you. Take care. Bye. So thank you so much for your time today. Once again, my name is Monica Pitts and you're listening to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. Now, before I let you go, I just want to remind you about that little favor I asked you about in the beginning. Will you please review this podcast wherever you're listening? It will help us show up when people are looking for answers to the problems that this podcast will help them solve. So if you're a fan and you haven't reviewed the podcast, please leave me a review. That would be so awesome. I would love to hear your feedback. And if this was your first time, I mean, double welcome. And I hope you learned a thing or two. So leave a review so we can connect with even more awesome nonprofits just like you and help them on their journey to less stressful and more successful marketing. Thanks again for your time today. Now, until next time, go forth and market with purpose.